Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for listening to NeuroHive. I'm going to be really honest and upfront with you about something. We took a really big risk putting this information out for you and creating this content. I need your support to help beat the big tech and media overlords who just want to keep you addicted to complacency. They're making billions of dollars and ripping the United States apart all for the sake of keeping us dumb and numb in the place of our phones. I know a lot of you are business owners and entrepreneurs and self-driven individuals who listen to this. You are what they fear the most. Self-reliant, independent thinkers and individuals who are willing to put in the work that is required of success. To help our cause in creating impactful and transparent content to help American business owners, I need your support for the show. If I taught you something, if we gave you new insight into something that you hadn't thought about before, or even just made you smile a little bit today, please share the show. That's how we're going to grow the hive into the greatest force for good that exists out there in the world today. It doesn't have to be a social media share or story post, but many of you do that and it's greatly appreciated. But what it can be is the next time you're hanging out with your buddies, having a conversation with other business owners and it comes up of what are you stuffing your brain with? What's the good stuff that you're putting between your ears? I would greatly appreciate a mention of NeuroHive. If we do a good job for you, I really would love that in return. Let's fire up B and hop into today's episode. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode. Super excited today to have the captain in the hot seat, Phil Leisure. Phil, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? This is my first time doing a podcast. I kind of feel like uh, Robin Williams and good morning, Vietnam. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here it goes already. Um, Phil, real quick, why don't you give our listeners, many of those are our clients at this point, but for those of them that are new to the show, haven't been following us for a while, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, first of all, man, I'm my kid's dad. That's uh, number one in my life is to be a, a good father and a good husband. Uh, here at Hidden Falls, I play uh, the the part of director of business development. And what that means internally is I kind of help our, our teams, um, our marketing experts put together uh, and execute systems and processes for our clients. Uh, we learned very quickly that as soon as we shine that big, big bright spotlight of Alex Fondahar's marketing programs out into the world, uh, that there's a big reflection that hits businesses as well. So uh, I kind of help businesses fix those holes in their boat, making sure that they can scale when we, uh, and get the most out of our marketing programs that we implement. Yeah. I really like that term, um, the spotlight because it not only shines and shows the boat shows the holes, but you see all the bugs and all the shit that actually clog up the light. Right. And that's where I feel like, uh, when I, when we found each other and when I've, uh, brought you on board, that was one of the biggest issues is when we were scaling, we were just breaking businesses left and right. And it's, it's a big issue. And why I wanted to specifically have this conversation today was in our last episode, uh, number two, that came out specifically for NeuroHive. We were talking a lot about the importance of setting a plan. We said that businesses in 2021 that absolutely got smoked were either entirely reliant upon top of funnel coming from Facebook or they didn't have a marketing plan that was comprehensive and looking at the other 87% of their marketing funnel, all they were focused on was one 
one piece of that, right? Either the sale component or the top of funnel, or all they wanted to do was just email or SMS people. And that's less than one seventh of the total opportunity that's out there for them. Yeah, it's an entire system. And as marketers, we're guilty of that, right? We love the new client. We love chasing the new client. Uh, but it's how we engage with that client, how we drive them down through. At what point does does it switch from marketing to sales? Because I know we get into this argument sometimes, but I truly believe that every business transaction moves from marketing to sales. Once the sales process is, is completed, then marketing can take back over with backend funneling uh, with, with a client who already touched, taste and felt us. And marketing can support the sales side of things, but it's understanding uh, that customer journey that's so important for most of our clients. And uh, really anybody who's listening is uh, quit working in your business and start working on your business and take the journey as if you were a client and you will see huge opportunities that are within your business, both from top, middle, bottom, bottom of funnel, through the sales cycle, and then back on the backside uh, with re-engagement and retargeting strategies. Where do you see most of those holes typically lay? Is it top of funnel where nobody, well, let's, well, actually, before we get into that, why don't we break down the entire process, right? Because you brought up something interesting that we do talk a lot about, but it still is very hard to click into people's brain that marketing is not sales. It's not. And um, the idea that Every time somebody's, even if they're buying online, the brain switches from whatever's getting them to want it to becoming a transactional. And because of how we are and how we're so exposed with so many different um, opportunities to buy and opportunities to be marketed to, we've, we've adapted as humans to know when we're being sold to. And now clients are deciding that it's okay to be sold to, right? When they're on our, our, our Shopify account or they're on um, a, a, uh, a landing page or a, a click funnel, whatever we're using, right? All these, these marketing terms that we get all excited about. In today's world, nobody's, nobody doesn't know they're being sold to and they're okay with it, but it's moving from that right brain, brain to left brain and when they go left brain, friction is what's going to cause them to disengage. So how as marketers, how, how in our business can we reduce the friction so that we keep them in that sales process the least amount as possible while getting the result we want in making sure it's as frictionless as possible. So in that sales process, it doesn't even have to be, I'm converting to a dollar amount. It can straight up be, hey, all I want is name, email, phone number it's still a sales process. You're selling me on getting that information. You're selling me on a process and it is, it does switch over. And, uh, where I, I love, and this was a real paradigm shift for me when you first started working here was I assumed that marketing had to encom encapsulate that entire process, but it shifted and it's, Hey, it's not that it can't be a part of that process. It can support it, but it's never that process. That process has to stand on its own independent of marketing's position within a company. Yeah. And I agree with that wholeheartedly where most people, when they first develop this, this idea of what's, what's the sales process, what's my customer journey, 
it happens organically, right? We don't necessarily plan it. It's just, it's kind of all the steps that happen for them to how I met them, how they got introduced to our product, how they fell in love with it, how they, how, how they opted, opted to choose it. Did they put in a credit card payment? Was it PayPal or any of these things that now exist? Right. But it just happened organically because we had a product they wanted to buy. We didn't really define that journey. And then when companies, one thing that we're able to fix a lot is getting them to, to not explain what the current journey is, but what the journey should be, because that's a big difference, right? It's, there's, there's lots of things happening, happening in that sales journey that are causing friction and we're okay with it because we've never analyzed it and we never stopped and, and looked at it and studied it and figured out, wow, this, we, we would have happier customers if we didn't have this step or in, in our journey, this is where we're losing them, right? So how do we correct that and what results, then how do we use data to show if what we did worked? Pull that thing right up here, man. Let that, let that, there you go. Right there. Right there. Right there. Much better. Yeah. I've, I a hundred percent agree. And it's something that this whole idea that marketing can support sales is a real paradigm shift for people because they expect marketing to carry the full load. And oftentimes in the businesses that we go into, we see, we ask, uh, so, so who runs the marketing department? Right. And it's all, she does a little bit of sales. Uh, this guy does some graphic work and the rest of it just kind of comes together. Yeah. And it's, it's truly is in a lot of organizations, the sales team is the marketing team as well, because they knew they had to use marketing to gain leads. Right. And so they've became the quote unquote resident expert and they're not, they just know what, needed to work for them, for them to be successful in sales. Some people's marketing team is a salesperson going out and knocking on a door and walking in and introducing themselves. Very old school, open a car door, open a back door, walk in and say, hi, you can be very successful that way, but business has changed, right? So now we have this internet, we have these social media channels and it's really shifted completely the opposite way for a lot of people we talk to is, oh, we don't want to open doors anymore. We just want to use this big thing called the internet and customers are just going to flock to us. Doesn't work that way either, right? So this idea of how are your clients finding you? How are you using the different channels that are out there and in what combination to make the most sense to grow and scale your business is, is where um, as a business development manager, um, I can, I can kind of help with and, and walk through that journey with them and really get them to understand how their, how their clients are coming to them and how they're completing that sales journey. So we talked a lot about uh, top of funnel and then bring that down into the sales process and letting the sales process take over. Oftentimes that's where the majority of people stop, right? Marketing helped. They got us the lead. They brought in the sale and then it's done. And then it's crickets for the rest of their clients for the rest of the lifetime of that business. And yet they're leaving that entire back of funnel completely open. Yeah. It's the idea that 35 to 40% of your growth within a business can come from people that have already, already touched, taste and felt you at a significant, significant less cost than acquiring a new client and driving them all the way down through that sales cycle. Uh, and 
how do we re-engage? How do we retarget? How do we keep them in what Alex likes to say, the honeymoon phase where they want to keep buying from you. They want to keep engaging with you. And that's where we see, again, the holes in the boat. A lot of times we work, when we start working with clients, they have a product. They don't have a brand. And the idea that people will buy a product, but they'll stay engaged with a brand is huge. And when in a in the life cycle of a business do we move from product into brand uh, is what I enjoy doing as part of the mar- marketing process that we engage with because I hear all the time there's a lot of people out there on the internet, a lot of noise that's just introduced new products. It's just all about the product, one product, product, product. It can work, but it's exhausting. And it's, it's I think, a short-term way of running a business. And there is a time where we move from being a product-based business into a brand. And that allows for that growth to happen on the backside of, of the funnel through re-engagement, retargeting, um, and people wanting to do business with us. I agree. And that's where I love to stick a really good email and SMS campaign. And then as a good foundation, and then looking at what are the other unique ways that we can break through that noise, right? Is there, and this is where Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels was able to grow his business initially. It wasn't on the funnel itself. What he found was that after he got people to convert and buy something, he would send them digital video cards in the mail that was actually like a thank you card that opened, but had an actual video screen in it with him talking and asking people for referrals. And it's what skyrocketed his business because he realized, hey, there's this whole bottom part that everybody neglects. They don't care about it. So I'm just going to take advantage. And it's still out there and open. We still see it. Nobody does it well, but the ones that do are typically the ones that thrive and grow independent upon what's happening top of funnel where everybody gets lost in all that noise and all that chatter. Exactly. And from a product standpoint, and instead of developing just a new product that's a similar product to what you're doing, it puts businesses in the mindset that they can start developing product around the relationships they already have with their existing clients that enhance and deepen that relationship. So the idea that you're able to go deeper with existing clients and provide more, better ways um, to continue that relationship is huge because now they're challenging you to help them with what you've already done for them in a new and innovative way, which is what most of us as entrepreneurs love to do, right? We love to invent. We love to create. We it's love the to, sauce. It's it, the sauce. It's yeah. the excitement. And now who in your business that, that works in your business that you can turn loose on these ideas of developing new and innovative ways to continue a relationship would be fun around a Friday afternoon conversation within the office, right? Around learning and imagination uh, to come up with these crazy ideas that may only be ideas for the next year. But in 2023, they're all sitting there ready to be launched because they've already been proofed out because somebody thought of them at three o'clock in the afternoon on a learning and imagination session is huge. It's being the visionary or at least having somebody in the organization that is the visionary. It's allowing everybody in your organization to be the visionary. I agree. One person has to be the driver and has to be the one that's the dreamer. 
But when you allow your entire organization to do that, especially when you have a lot of creatives, which most entrepreneurs surround themselves with people that think like them, so they have that spirit, turning that energy loose, having that mindset around new ideas and new ways, and then allowing people to, to, to have success in that and really participate in that becomes amazingly powerful. How many times have we sat on a Friday in a conference room and our project manager comes up with this wacky idea and we all kind of laugh and then all of a sudden we start thinking about it and we start, somebody adds, adds a, a different way of looking at it or a different spin and why it's important and why might it be important. And within three or four weeks, we have a, a wow experience that we're able to deliver. Maybe it's just to a specific client, but it's an amazing opportunity that nobody would have thought about within our organization if we didn't take that time to let people dream. It's building ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so we hit on a few things. Uh, we hit on the idea of a wow experience. And this is something to where we've really started talking to a lot of our clients about how are you delivering the wow experience? Because it truly is within what I've noticed. It seemed like from like 2014 until last year, and then in the middle of the pandemic, everybody realized that they got sold to for the last five years, whether it was information that they got sold, products they got sold that they didn't need. And now they're in this house or this apartment with surrounded by all this shit that doesn't actually mean anything to them they realized coming out of it that they were seeking experiences all along, but they were constantly getting robbed of them. So now we're at this spot where the flexible income really hasn't shifted much now that we're out of the holidays, but what they're searching for is the last great experience that they had. And it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, a in-person thing where you go bowling on a Friday night with friends or playing indoor volleyball. Like it doesn't matter what that experience is. They're constantly chasing that last great experience into something new. So from a business perspective, how powerful or how cool could that be to integrate those wow experiences into your business and put systems and processes around that entire thing? You're exactly right. And I think the one thing that I'm amazed about around that is all the benefits that you get out of providing a wow experience for a client are measurable, right? You're building that relationship. You're strengthening that relationship you're able to bring a new perspective or, or an, a value they didn't expect from you, which is all very important for a business. I'll challenge and say this, where what I'm amazed about is the wow experience also is internal for a business. It, I'll, I'll, I said on my kid's dad, right? Christmas just happened. And the, the thing I loved about Christmas was not opening my gifts. It was sitting watching my kids open theirs and still having that amazing youthful light up eyes when they got something they really loved and the energy and passion around that, right? When you allow your associates, the, your, your coworkers to, to deliver wow experiences, both externally to your clients and also internally to other people within your organization, they get so much out of that. Everybody says, oh, I can't keep employees. Everybody's quitting. Nobody wants to work. People are miserable. And the reason people are miserable is because they keep doing the same shit every day and they're not getting anything out of it. Allow them to engage with your clients or with people within your organization internally and make 
their day, just watching it is huge. Test it yourself. Pull one to your favorite coffee shop. Pay for the the person's beverage behind you. Pull up. And when they get told they didn't have to pay because the car in front of them did, and you're watching in the rearview mirror, and you see their their eyes light up because you made their day, you'll get as much out of that as that person who got the free coffee. Comes around every time. Every time. Every time. I love it, man. We got to start wrapping this up. Uh, Phil, Phil always brings fire. It's why I like him and why I hired him. Uh, but this is not the last time you'll be hearing from Phil at all. Phil's going to be a regular as we start to build out the show, bring in guests, have more dynamic and unique conversations. But when we sat down today, we definitely wanted to bring the idea of not just introducing Phil, but the idea of what, what could you do if you started thinking about some of these more dynamic ideas around how do you fill the funnel differently? How do you support the sales process? And then how do you create those wow experiences? Uh, so if you go back, take another listen to it, you might catch another nugget. And like we stated before, if you found value, if you found just a small nugget of something that you can think differently about moving into next week and the next month and how it can impact your business, go give us a share. I would really appreciate it. Phil, any closing words of wisdom for the people out there before we catch them in the next episode? No, we would appreciate the support. And if, uh, if there's anything we can help with, anything that uh, specifically that you think that you would get value at talking with us about, hit us up, message Alex, get on a social channel, drop a comment, and we'll do uh, some pretty curated stuff around specific ideas that people want uh, in need from us as well. So um, we want to be as an open book uh, for everybody who's listening on how we can help and how we can bring value. Um, because in all honesty, we're not trying to sell anything. We're trying to, uh, to change the perception of marketing and how people view us so that we be, can become a, an asset for your business and a not the magic wand that makes stuff happen, but a measurable systematic process for your business and how marketing plays within that, that part of the business. So I look forward to bringing uh, some ideas to people and, and really kind of getting to know people um, through our social channels as they comment. I'm pumped. That's so cool. You brought up uh, something really important. We are going to start doing Q and A. So if you have them, the place to drop that, drop us uh, drop us a comment or drop us a message at hidden dot falls dot media on IG. And that's where we'll be receiving all the questions for Q and a for the show. And until next time, guys go make somebody smile today. It's amazing what type of impact it can have on their life. 